listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of November 6th, 2021. This week's local stories feature the new Director of Public Health, Washington's COVID relief plans, and a resignation from the Riverside City Council. But first, a look at the big picture. November 2nd marked city and school election day across Iowa. As results came in, several races turned out to be very close. Mid-Prairie saw a historical turnout of over 2,400 ballots cast. Candidate Jake Snyder took the third school board seat at 292 votes, only one more than the fourth place candidate. Uh, I just appreciate the support from everybody and people, you know, making time in their busy day to get out and, and vote. So I look forward to going to work for the district. In Riverside, former councilperson Kevin Keene won the plurality of the vote, coming in at 48%. Oh, I'd just like to thank everybody who, vote, who voted, and uh, especially the ones who voted for me. <laughs> and I would also like to thank all the poll workers who put in, what, 15, 16-hour days to make all this happen. I will be doing my homework and be ready to hit the ground running for my first meeting. While there were no challengers to Washington City incumbents, both competitive school board races were competitions with no incumbents involved. At the end of the night, Mike Liska won the at-large bid. I just want to let each, you know, all the staff um, at the district, all the students, and, and also the community know that, you know, I'm going to be working my hardest, my work my tail, tail off to... Uh, make sure that we can make this a great school district, and, and I'm excited to take the journey with the rest of the board as well. In District 5, the winner was Mindy Rees. I'm very happy to have won the seat on the school board. Um, thanks to all my supporters and the people who took the time to vote, I am ready to jump in and get to work on the board. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after the break. Washington County Board of Health Chair Kathy Buffington named the Department of Public Health's new director on Thursday. The candidate's name is Emily Houston. She has her master's in public health. The decision to confirm the director's start date and salary was a four-to-one vote, with board member Jack Seward Jr. voting against. My conscience tells me that there was a better candidate. That, uh, however, does not mean that I won't do everything that I possibly can to make sure that it's a success. Houston, who completed her education in spring of 2021, said she was inspired to seek out the position during her academic career. Um, I did some internships actually with Lynn County Public Health up in Cedar Rapids. And just through that experience, you know, I and combined with my, um, you know, coursework in my classroom education, I learned a lot about local public health departments and how they run and, um, you know, the impact that they have in communities. And I learned pretty quickly that that is where I wanted to be. I did a little bit of research into the community, into the organization itself, um, and just realized that that just seemed like a good fit for me. Well, she'll be a new community member, Houston said she was enthusiastic about coming to Washington. I'm really excited to get to know the community better. You know, there's only so much that my research online can tell me, and I'm really excited to actually get to meet the people of Washington County. Um, the people I'm going to be working with um, at and through Washington County Public Health, um, and then the community members that will be impacted by the work that we do. Um, it, it's been really fun to get to learn about what's been going on 
in Washington County Public Health for the last few years, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. The Washington City Council discussed plans this week for its COVID relief money through the American Rescue Plan Act. The council eventually agreed to use some of the remaining cash for a $90,000 sewer lift station. While she endorsed the project, Councilmember Danielle Pettit-Majeski said the city needed to change its approach to the money. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity, these, these monies. And so I think that we need to have a conversation rather than like having things just kind of be brought to us randomly. Like every meeting, that we need to be having a bigger conversation about what we want to do and how we want to invest this money. We have we have a bit more money left, and I think that we need to be having a more strategic conversation about how we spend it, rather than just piecemealing it meeting after meeting. Pettit Majeski said the city should consider uses of cash that were more oriented towards social spending. This is a public health infrastructure bill for resiliency in the event of a next pandemic and recovery moving forward. So I want us to think about that because the purpose is really to be like thinking about in five to 10 years, how does the investments that we make today make our community healthier and more resilient so that we don't have the same catastrophic impact of another pandemic. Mayor Jaron Rosine said infrastructure had been the easiest choice in terms of navigating the red tape, but agreed with Pettit Majeski's sentiment. Infrastructure like this is the lowest hanging fruit that's most guaranteed for ease of, of, of reconciliation with the federal government. But Danielle is absolutely correct. As if that's the precedent that we set, we can absolutely look forward to another department head with another request in the next two weeks, and then another department head with another request in the next two weeks, all of which are valid. But it's up to council to decide how they want to steer steer these funds. Rosine invited public comments on the issue at future meetings. Some of the comments for people were that we have a public hearing on how to spend these funds. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be an option. I would remind the people that have said that, that we have public comment at every meeting where comment is welcome on ARPA funds or any topic. I think that inviting public comment would be helpful. When we had our initial discussion, we talked about infrastructure as the majority of the funds, but we had some consensus that spending a little bit of this money in an unconventional way, in a, in a social services way, in a creative way, was on the table. And I think it would be helpful if specific ideas in that vein were brought to, to council. In Riverside, City Councilperson Andy Rogers resigned on Monday, citing his nearly complete move out of town. It's been a pleasure being up here really opening one's eyes to what is possible and what may seem impossible, but really learn the speed of government isn't as fast as you like. Things can't just change on a moment's notice. It all takes work. Other city officials, including Councilperson Edgar McGuire, thanked Rogers for his service. Yeah, it's been great working with you, and I think that uh, you definitely brought a lot to the table, and I really appreciated it. While Rogers' term lasts the rest of the year, Mayor Alan Schneider suggested the council could appoint the victor of Tuesday's election in the interim. His term is up at the end of the year, so at the next meeting we can have a discussion if we want to appoint someone, and I go ahead and I guess even if the election is an official, we have a general idea, we could probably still make an appointment mm-hmm. at that time. That's it for the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week right after this.
And now, the best news I've heard all week. Washington City Finance Director Kelsey Brown presented the city's tax increment financing paperwork to the council on Tuesday. The forms are key to economic development incentives, but present a mess of bureaucratically complicated hurdles to complete. I've never been more proud of myself. Um, this was a nightmare. Um, I spent the entire last week working on both the report and the certification, but I got everything to work out. Um, I tried to follow Brent's lead um, with the spreadsheet that kind of gives the description of how I came up with everything that lists the TIF debt, um, the revenues, the debt payments, the new debt added, and how those numbers align. Anyway, I'm happy to say that I completed the urban renewal report by myself. So. Great. Mayor Jaron Rosine said that on top of finishing the reports early, Brown had completed them well under budget, saving the city several thousand dollars. We had put some money aside for consulting work and assistance for Kelsey. We talked about that. And while some of that came to a small bit of fruition, ultimately you shared that you just tackled it. And while there was multiple thousands of dollars like set aside to, to assist, you were able to, to do it. We're proud of you for that. Thanks for listening to this week's program. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by Gazette Communications Incorporated, a Folians company. If you want to run an ad during the break, give our office a call at 319-653-2191. Another way you can support the show is by sharing it with a friend and subscribing to it on whatever platform you're using to listen right now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.